Sikori Vaishnav Guru Paramparaki Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanande Good evening everyone Nice to be with you again Our last night here together So we're going to continue our discussion from earlier sessions with regard to Gaur Leela and uh, I had to begin where we picked up, where we should be, where we left off last night, which was, technically speaking, backtracking a little bit from where we were, because we <laughs> we had <laughs> we had uh, we had been discussing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's. Uh, entering into the sannyas order and we touched on it briefly and all of that of course uh, historically speaking chronologically speaking um, occurs after the uh, his uh, private and internal and experimental as we discussed last night if you will sessions of of uh, Rasa Sankirtan in the house of Shivastaka after those uh, sessions had overflowed hmm, into the public uh, domain hmm, to some extent at any rate and um, obviously Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was uh, entering the renounced order uh, as we have discussed was a a uh, strategy, if you will, on his part, uh, that uh, by which he sought to create a teaching moment, given that the order is not for anyone and everyone. Indeed, uh, typically speaking, it would be for. Uh, it was an order that much elderly uh, gentlemen uh, retired from family life and so forth would, would enter into. So the fact that he, he, that he was not only uh, a, uh, uh, had thought to accept sannyas order, but he was only 24 years old at the same time. So this, as we'll see going forward, it's really stood out in, in the minds of elders um, outside of the immediate uh, group that uh, other than Garadhar, Pandit, for the most part, were not critical of the strategy from a philosophical point of view. They were just emotionally critical of it and and, uh, could not bear the thought of his departing. And and the um, subsequent uh, Aishvarya that it would create and and thus uh, impair the previous intimacy with him that they were uh, familiar with. I mean, he would now become Sri Krishna Chaitanya. That's a big name. Hmm? Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Previously, he was Vishwambar Mishra, Nimai Pandit, his nickname. These names don't have any Aishvarya in them. Hmm? Hmm? They're very sweet. Hmm? And uh, speak to us about the nature of the intimacy of, of Navadweep, which, as we know, is a, well, Sweta Dweep, what is it, Dham, 
said, Dvit Nam Navrib Gram. So, this is a statement from Chaitanya Bhagavat that uh, I've cited earlier. The implication is, of course, that within the uh, yantra uh, of, of Goloka, which is a square, there is a hexagon and a lotus. So, this is a I like to say a sonic because it's the words of the mantra are inscribed there. It's a geometrical and a um, poetic description, very abstract one, um, of the nature of the uh, Mahabhaikuntha, also known as Goloka, also known as Parasvetadweep. And so within the square is the, is the hexagon, and at the center of that is a lotus, and in that we find uh, Gokul. Hmm? Within Golok is the Gokul. Hmm? Corresponds with the Gokul on earth. It's very intimate. Outside of that, it's Goloka. And the, uh, uh, for example, there, in the, in the, outside of that, there are other regions within the larger picture of Svetadweep where Radha and Krishna are married and. Uh, um, there may be even on the, some on the outer edge Jagannath Puri, where we're going to go to today, mm-hmm. but um, which is also uh, comparatively speaking, a uh, a leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is filled with Aishvari, the Aishvari of his Bairagya and his 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 Gyan Gyana Bairagya, Aishvarya Sushamadra Sabirya Yashashashriya Gyana Bairagyaus. So, this means this means uh, that uh, it, it's a classical uh, definition of Bhagwan, who possesses all six opulences and thus is all attractive. He has all wealth, strength, beauty, uh, fame, uh, wealth, strength, beauty, fame, knowledge, knowledge and renunciation, gyan and bhairagya. So we see these. Um, Two opulences manifest in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, particularly in his sannyasa. Yes, we see knowledge in him also as Nimai Pandit, but that was a different kind of knowledge. It was considered sophistry by, by his uh, uh, by by the Vaishnavas, and they they objected to it, as we heard. They they were the only people in Abhidvip who were upset with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with Vishwambar. Because they loved him, they they were very attracted to him, but they had to toe the line. He, he was wasting his life with uh, just punditry and sophistry and so forth. And uh, if and secretly and amongst even amongst one another, they would con- uh, conclude if he if we if we could get him in our fold, then we would really have some strength and so forth. Which came to pass, of course. But as it came to pass, and only only months hmm, afterwards, hmm, when he returned from from East Bengal, maddened with love of God, having been initiated by Ishwar Puri, fifteen o nine, a little later in, in the in the year in, in in July during the Guru Purnim, Nityananda Prabhu has arrived on the scene. Now everyone everyone is there. All the the, the essential players have assembled, and. In January, February of 1510, he's taking sannyas and leaving. So we, we, we felt and heard about the heartbreak, what this would mean. 
for the inhabitants of, of Navadweep. It was for this reason that once um, in more modern times um, some of the uh, godbrothers of one of Prabhupada, uh, one of uh, Maharaj's uh, close uh, associates who had passed away they had uh, thought to perform a Rathiyatra in Navadweep. Somebody asked me about this the other day. And as a kind of a preaching strategy. And people would come and so forth. But Pujapatrita Marsh commented, he said that the, 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 the residents of the Dom, who you may be able to see or may not, they, this will remind them of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sannyas Leela, and this is, this is something that, uh, that uh, will be uh, troublesome for them. Hmm? So he suggested instead take, perform a, 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 a festival of bringing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from Jagannath Puri back to Navadvipa, which he did do at one point hmm? to reunite, at least for a short period, with everybody in Nadia and the hometown hero hmm, had returned and if everybody liked him previously well now it was magnified that much more so much so that uh, I, I think I mentioned it that poetically Kaviraj Goswami said there were so many people swimming in the Ganges to go to Madhusudan Vachaspati's house where he was held up hmm, to have his darshan that others walk down their heads to get across the Ganga. Poetic device, but he wants to say the place was electrified by his by his return. So it was a suggestion of Pujapad Sridharmarsh how to how to adjust it from uh, the point of view of sacred aesthetic rapture that would be pleasing to the inhabitants of Vrindavan of Navadweep, who are in uh, in uh, Overwhelmed at the thought of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, departure and the distance that adopting the name, the dress, and so forth of a sannyasi will will create between themselves and and and, and himself. Um, so I want to just back up a little bit again to the to remind us of the significance of of Shivastakur's house, which we discussed yesterday because of the appearance day of Shivastakur, one of the members of the Panchatattva who uh, represents, um, in, in, in many respects, our own prospect more so than other members of the Panchatattva because he is uh, 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 considered to be a, um, a perfected Vibhinamsa, uh, Tathastajiva, whereas Nityananda Prabhu is, is, is Bhagawan as the Prakash and the Dvaita is, uh, is Bhagawan as the Avatar and of course Gadadhar is, is, is uh, Bhakti Shakti the uh, Swarup Shakti, the internal potency that Bhakti is the essence of. Hmm. So, uh, worth underscoring, Sri Vasadi Gaur Bhakti Vrinda. Well, that's that's we are the Adi Gaur Bhakti Vrinda, the rest, etc. Adi, the rest of the devotees under the under the the auspices, if you will, of Sri Vastakur, who is, as we heard yesterday, uh, often or unanimously identified with Narada. Hmm? 
Nard, of course, uh, is the is a kind of the is a, even in a, well, he's considered like a farcical Brahmin. He's a Brahmin, but he does some odd things uh, himself. Um, he's a little peculiar in, in some ways, um, in good ways, um, um, and um, he is, of course, uh, as Rupa Goswami describes. A, a a devotee of Krishna in Sakirasa. Now his Sakirasa is not the Sakirasa of Braj, hmm. uh, but the, he would be like uh, would uh, he's a he's a he's a, a friend uh, of of a metropolitan friend of Krishna rather than a bucolic uh, friend. He puri sambandi. So he's uh, this type. Of Sakyarasa. Arjuna of the Pandavas is like this as well. Hmm? Uh, and his Sakyarasa is bundled together with a little bit of Dasya also. Hmm? This is Narada Muni and this is Shivastakur. Hmm? And in Shivastakur's house, which as we t- discussed last night, he, he his house became centered entirely on uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's. Uh, uh, Namsan Kirtan. It was it was living in his whole household, existing under the guidance of Shivastakur, only for the pleasure of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I said last night, we we take a small room or a closet or something and put Krishna in there in our house, and and every now and then we open it and, and close it. And, but his whole house became the altar, and the altar that he had, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat on it. At times, and showed who he was, and showed the devotees who they were, which is very extraordinary because, of course, they thought, as I've often said, and they had flashes of, of insight hmm, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was was Krishna himself. That they were, they were, they were, and they had some reasoning to support their insight because Krishna Prema Pradayate. He was giving Krishna Prema. Hmm. The implication of it being what? Well, they thought he was godly. That's one thing. To say that he's an empowered being, uh, we talked about Avatar Tattva on Gaur Purnim at, at some length, which is a theological cornerstone uh, within Hinduism. We don't find any other religious tradition that, that I'm aware of that has a, a, a very well-developed uh, theory of how God appears in the world. People say, so often, well, I, why should I believe in God? I've never seen God. We say, well, come to India. I mean, uh, and, and learn about what did you think God would look like? What were, what were you looking for? Hmm? Come to California, and I can show you God hmm? among the among the redwood on the trees in Northern California. I am the redwoods, hmm? as he said. Hmm? I think that's a verse from Bhagavad Gita, hmm? right? <laughs> The, the, uh, you have to understand the principle that's being described there in the tenth canto, hmm? that powerful manifestations of nature that just cause us to step back for a moment from our unconscious, the unconscious way in which we are seeing the world as if it's centered around us, that it's for us. Hmm? Um, these powerful manifestations of nature they, they they displace us from that for a moment. And as you walk among the redwoods, you realize, I'm not the subject here. They are. Mm-hmm. Or when we come to the, you know, to the, to the, uh, 
uh, to the ocean, and it's it, it has we can't see the the depths, we can't see the the uh, the edges, and, and so on and so forth. So the, the Krishna says this repeatedly in the Bhagavad Gita, pointing out different powerful manifestations of nature and identifying himself with such. Now people say sometimes, materialistic people or even atheistic people say, yeah, I know what you guys are talking about, you know, I've been to the mountaintop and I had that little epiphany and, you know, but uh, you're making a lot more out of it than what it is. No, we're doing more with it, <laughs> is what we're doing. We're getting a glimpse and we think we should see the whole thing here. We should step back and, and, and take note of that and try to not look at ourselves as, as the center and, and, and so forth. And so there are, then we become acquainted with and experience even more direct and profound manifestations of the Godhead in the world. And so in Bhagwat, Srimad Bhagwat, while this avatar theory is seeds that are found in the in the Veda, it it blossoms in the Puranas. Uh, it's tied together in the Bhagavatam, where you find yuga avatars, manmantar avatars, lila avatars. You find um, uh, shaktivesha avatars and different kinds of shaktivesha avatars, and ultimately you find avatari, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Hmm? And the Goswamis, of course, have drawn from this and written about it extensively. And this, in general, aside from what they've done, which is a great contribution, as I said, is a theological cornerstone throughout Hinduism. Hinduism has, in other words, some idea of how, in different to different measures or in different to different extents, uh, God is readily appearing in the world, hmm? different purposes at different times, and so forth. I mean. To take it a step further, of course, with all due respect to all religious traditions and the saints that they um, give rise to and so forth, um, there's not a lot of information about God, <laughs> what God's like. That is not necessarily a fault, but that is just where we've been given, the, in Hinduism, the opportunity to pick up where that leaves off, and within Gaudiya Vaishnavism, where Hinduism leaves off. <laughs> pick up on that hmm? and um, that's a great uh, contribution positive contribution to the religious uh, world so hmm? they thought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates hmm? is he maybe he's Krishna why would they think like that hmm? their logic was that they had the epiphany that's why they would think like that but then they have to they have to strengthen their heart with their head. They have to bring the two together. Hmm? You have to bring your head with your heart so that your heart and your faith has some intellectual integrity. Not that it will rule over it. We should use our heads to soften our hearts, but we should use our heads. This is not an excuse for not thinking. Hmm? The guru is not someone who will do the thinking for you. Yes, he or she will tell us something about what to think about, but more than that, they'll try to teach us how to think, hmm? how to use your head very wisely. And this is, in, 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 in essence, in essence to the idea to soften the heart, hmm? soften the heart, hmm? to strengthen your faith by reasoning about it, huh? drawing from sacred texts where a considerable reason is, 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 is given and so forth. So they reasoned Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates, that 
he is giving Krishna Prem. No avatar has Krishna Prem to give. Hmm? All the avatars that come from Narayan, well, Narayan doesn't have Krishna Prem. Krishna has certain qualities hmm, that are shared, obviously, by other manifestations of himself, but though, but he has some that are exclusive to himself. There are four of them that are singled out and and accompanied by the word madhurya, sweet, sweet, sweet. Sweet means intimacy. and So, so venu madhurya. Krishna carries a sweet flute. Hmm? That is his weapon. Hmm? Uh, all the different gods and goddesses in Hinduism, of which there are sometimes people say thirty-three million, and it's a critical, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it's a criticism. You got thirty-three million gods there. I've even heard Hindus say it, you know, as they've converted to Christianity. But uh, uh, there's more than thirty-three million. We should tell them that God has asankhya Bhagavatam, asankhya face, unlimited faces. Hmm? And the one in your tradition, that's also his face there. We also acknowledge that. That's one of them. And let's analyze it and look at it. And so, what face it is and so forth. So, Venu Madhurya, he has a sweet flute. This is Krishna. He has no weapon. He's not doing anything. Granted, Shiva doesn't have any weapons either. Well... He has a trident, I guess. He does carry that at times. But he, what he's doing is not doing. His his doing is 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 the opposite. His his not doing is the opposite of doing. Everyone else is doing. Brahma's doing. He's managing. He's got four heads. Hmm? Uh, Indra's. You know, everybody. All, all of the gods and goddesses. They've got something to do, and they've got some weapons, some carrier, hmm? vehicle. Durga's riding on a tiger and, and so on and so forth. And then we come to Krishna. He has no vehicle. He is the vehicle for his friends who defeat him in wrestling, uh, for which the, 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 the fruit is, the result is that you have to carry me on your shoulders. Hmm? <laughs> that's, his, that's his carrier in, in Vrindavan. Hmm? He has no weapons, as we say. He has the flute. Now, gopis will think that's quite a weapon you got there. Therefore, they try to steal it. Sometimes they're successful also. We talked about some of these kind of loving intrigues and so forth centered around his vamsi, his his venu madhurya, his sweet flute. Hmm? The implication, of course, in in all of this is that Krishna, unlike the other gods and goddesses, he has nothing to do. And he doesn't do nothing. Hmm? (laughs) All the gods and goddesses have something to do, and Shiva has nothing. He does nothing. Hmm? When I'm, I'm, what I'm saying, this is the difference between karma and gyan in a sense, right? Hmm? In gyan, you don't do anything. You just sit down. Hmm? There's no more acquisition. There's no more dealing with the world. It's just meditation. But, but Krishna's not doing anything. He doesn't have anything to do, and he doesn't just sit down. He doesn't just do nothing. <laughs> that means also that karma means movement. Hmm? In the, under the influence of karma, we're moving in relation to objects that we've identified with, that we seek to acquire, by which we think we'll become more and thus fulfilled. Hmm? In Gyan, we stop moving in relation to these things because we know that if we want enduring happiness, it's not going to derive from things that don't endure. That's a dumb idea. 
That's how dumb we are hmm? in, under the influence of karma. And so in karma, there's movement, and in gyan, there's no movement. Hmm? Just sit. Like the Buddha. All he did was sit. Try it. That's all he did. He said, all he did was sit down. But we've got karma, so we get up. <laughs> uh, but it's hard to just sit down, given our trajectory and our momentum. Thus, bhakti is very beautiful because it allows us, it, 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 it works with us on the move. In other words, we're moving in relation to the world and we can continue to do so with bhakti. You can go shopping for bhakti, for Krishna, right? <laughs> Pastime of many people. It's probably, probably going to slow down with the economy and these days, but uh, <laughs> you get the point, right? So bhakti is friendly, but also the idea here is that in love, hmm, there is uh, there is both movement, hmm, right? There's diversity, and there's the the the, the, the singleness, uh, the singularity of 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 unity. Hmm? Um, so, Krishna. At any rate, this, this is the idea. He has nothing to do. He who has nothing to do is all-powerful. Wait a minute. Everybody else looks powerful. Krishna looks like he's unpowerful. In fact, he's again, he's being defeated even in wrestling by his friends. He has to, if no one's looking, bend down and touch the feet of Radha. Because if the yogis are looking, they'll fall out of samadhi. What? God? <laughs> he's God, and he's he's... he's Worshipping somebody else. Prabhupada used to say, all the religions are teaching that God is the most worshipable object, and we are teaching that God has a worshipable object. Hmm. Krishna has a worshipable object in the form of Sri Radha. Sri Radhika Ki Jai Radhe Radhe Sham. So, as I often say, if you want to play, then you have to have some power. In other words, if you if you want to take uh, a vacation, you have to have some money in the bank. You have to have some uh, power at work to get time off and so forth. So Krishna is only playing, so the implication is he must be all-powerful. He's only playing. He's all-powerful. And he has a flute. That is, that is his weapon. Venu Madhurya. He has Leela Madhurya. Leela is a word, that a Sanskrit word. I've explained it a number of times and written about it as well, but um, it's really in the, in the uh, Hindu sacred text. This word Leela, uh, properly understood, applies in a full sense of the term to Krishna's Vrindavan pastoral Leelas, not even to his Mathura and Dwarka uh, roles. I mean, we do call that Leela, but even in the Bhagavatam, the word is not used for the most part in that way, because in relation to Dwarka, Mathura, because there, what? What is the difference? But in Vrindavan, we said Krishna has nothing to do. In Mathura, he's got something to do. Hmm? In Dwarka, 
And that leads to more to do, which is what happens. <laughs> you start with one thing and then another thing and another thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this reminds me of the story of the, of the sage who had a disciple and, uh, and uh, um, grew, then went on a journey traveling. And uh, meanwhile, the, the disciple, what happened to him? Something, uh, 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 you think he used to hang his, his copens out to dry and some mouse would come and eat them, a hole in them. You know, oh, he was upset, so the neighbor said, why don't you get a cat? Yeah. So then he got a cat, and then, uh, you know, the cat uh, did his thing, and so he said, well, you get a dog, you know, and he went, and get a wife, and the wife said, you should have some kids, and so it's so this whole, how, you know, all developed like this. And, and Guru Dave <laughs> came back after many years and said, oh boy, what, what's happened here? <laughs> and so... Um, he said, well, we'd like to cook you some dinner. He said, well, let me go to the Ganga here, the river and bathe first, and then I'll, I'll come back. And so he goes to the river and bathes, and then the, his disciple hears him calling, help, help. So he runs to the river, and there he is in the river holding on to a log. Hmm? And uh, he says, help. You know, I... I I'm attached to the log here. I can't get out. You know, it's, I told him. And, then, and, and he, previously they had a discussion where the guru said, you know, why don't you just, you know, let go here, you know. If it's, uh, that's the real solution to your problem. Let go. Give up your copans for that matter. Sugadev was walking naked. <laughs> so, anyway, so then the, the guru comes, the disciple comes to the shore and he says, just let go of the log. Just let go. Hmm? Log's not holding you. You're holding the log. He said, that's my point. <laughs> so he let go of the log, and then the disciple joined him. Hmm. Wife became his disciple, and the cat, and the mouse, and everything. <laughs> right, because he was a Vaishnava, and he could accommodate all of that, such as the generous uh, and powerful nature of, of bhakti, in comparison to other practices of yoga and jnana, which are sattvic, yeah rather than from the nirguna. So, so Krishna in Mathura and Dwarka, he, he's establishing the Dharma and so forth. Uh, if you study in, 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 in the Bhagavad Lila, Prakat Lila, yes, he's slaying demons and so forth, but it, it's really just, it, it's part of his play. It's, 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 it's uh, yeah. And even Krishna's Kaviras goes, far, goes so far as to say, it's the Vishnu inside him that's, that's slaying them. And you can, if you look and see like Gopal Champa, you find Krishna has a response to all the demons that he slays. And he, 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 he takes himself out of the equation. What could I do? This happened. This guy did this and tripped and, you know, <laughs> and so on and so forth. So he's only playing there. But comparatively, he has something to accomplish and establish. And, yeah. Ethical norms of Dharma and uh, morality and and so on and so forth. It's it's for the it's going kind of it, it, it's coming from the pinnacle of what of of, of the religious experience uh, that transcends moral and ethical uh, considerations to such Dharma establishing. But, uh, have to set a good example. Krishna says in the Gita, Yadirachar Tishveshas, 
I have to set a good example for people. Otherwise, you know, what, what will become of the world? Yeah. Well, that's why you keep Vrindavan hidden. <laughs> I mean, that's your example there. It's, it's confusing, <laughs> to say the least. So, there he has Lila Madhurya. He has Leelas that are very sweet. We look at, what are the Leelas of Narayan? Can anyone tell me one of the Leelas of Narayan? You don't even know one. You can say, well, he has Leela avatars. Varaha did this, and this one and that. And so, yeah, and they're all there, mentioned in the Bhagavatam also. All for the purpose of shedding light on the sweet Leelas of Krishna by comparison. He is, well, Leela Purushottam. The supreme person of... of uh, of Lila, personification of Lila. So he has Lila, he has Benu Madhuri, he has Lila Madhuri, he has Rupa Madhuri, his form is very sweet. In Bhagavatam, we find the story of how Arjuna, a great Kshatriya warrior, was uh, approached by a Brahmin whose, children, whose sons, one after another, after being born, were disappearing. And, he, and, he, and so the Chatriyas are supposed to protect the Brahmins and, and so forth. And so Arjuna took it seriously and he said, well, if your next son is, disappears like this, you know, I will find him or I will give up my life. And he couldn't find him. So Krishna stepped in and said, hold on, Arjuna, come with me. And they went to Svetadweep the, the within the universe, as is thought, and there they met Narayan, Vishnu. Who said, "Well, I did steal him, but I because I wanted to get your darshan. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. I knew you know, that once Arjuna said that, and you'd come here and so forth. So, it's one of the many, many, many examples that um, from the Bhagavatam that Jiva Goswami gives in Krishna Sandarbha to establish well, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swami, even Narayan is is uh, attracted to the form of Krishna. Indeed, even Krishna is attracted." to his own form, when he sees a reflection in a jeweled pillar, he becomes stunned hmm, by his own Rupa Madhurya. Hmm. So he has Vinu Madhurya, he has Lila Madhurya, he has Rupa Madhurya, and he has Prema Madhurya. Prema Madhurya, sweet type of Prem. Vaikuntha is a name for the Parabhyam, for the spiritual world. It means Vaikuntha means without any anxiety. It's a big place, right? It's beyond time and space. It's beyond time and space, but it has shape. How can, how do we harmonize these two seemingly contradictory ideas, right? There's planets, there's people, shape, but it. So of course it's 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 one way to think about that of course is that it's 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 if you go to Brahman enter Brahman it's unlimited it's 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 beyond time and space you can kind of okay I'm entering into the vast indeterminate absolute there are no borders there there's there's no end then we start talking about Vaikuntha it looks like it's getting smaller right from a vast 
like standing on the shore of the ocean you cannot find a, or the sky where it, where it ends now there are shapes and but it's actually getting bigger because what's happening from brahman to vaikuntha is the absolute is going from indeterminate to determinate as a such it's becoming possible to love the absolute because it had the more specificity there is hmm, about something which is lovable the more our capacity to love hmm, that object arises right hmm. in bhagavad gita in the 11th chapter when krishna showed himself to be the universe the universe inside of him and him inside the universe sitting on the chariot at the same time Arjuna's capacity to love him was diminished hmm, as his more concentrated, determinate form hmm, two-armed Krishna, Parthasarathy, his chariot driver, and so forth, had now turned into the universe. And so, so as we go from Brahman to Vaikuntha, we are coming in in proximity of the determinate manifestation of the absolute, which is that where, where now there's capacity for, for loving. So, so, as I've said before, let's say you love someone, hmm? then if you love someone, then you could be happy living in the hollow of a tree. Hmm? Anyway, was that song... Ain't got any. Uh, what's it, the famous one? Even though we ain't got money. Though we ain't got money. Yeah, something like that. Is that <laughs> Still in love with you, honey, or something like that. That's a, the next line is probably the one I'm thinking of. But anyway, so this is the point, right? Hmm? Uh, with affection, the more there is affection, the more there is space, the more accommodating it is. You can be on a big desert alone, have all the space you could possibly want, but hmm, prefer to live in a very small, diminished, uh, geographically speaking, space where there's love, because it's bigger, it's more accommodating. Hmm? So the determinate feature of the Absolute is more accommodating. It affords us the capacity to love. And if we go to Vrindavan, it becomes even smaller than Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha is oh, it's big. There's all kinds of possibilities there, all kinds of people there. Hmm? Some people, they worship Narayan and they have a desire in their heart to live on the planet of God. That's a pretty cool idea. I'd like to live on the planet of God. I'm tired of this president, that prime minister, this demon and that one. Hmm? I'm tired of all this. I want to live in in, in this... Yeah, on the planet of God, hmm. and now nah, I'm not going to get too close to him, but <laughs> I like to live on his planet. <laughs> so this is called saru, uh, salokya, salokya. It's a type of mukti, hmm. and by following Barnashram, mixing with uh, bhakti with that with karma, they can go there. Hmm. They don't have prem. They have some love for, for Narayan, surely. Hmm? But Prem, that is a special thing. Hmm? Or they want Sharsti, to have the opulences of God. Hmm? 
and so forth. Now there are others who want only prem for God. And they accept Saloka because, well, they're going to have to live on the planet of God. That's okay. They accept it for service. So they have a type of prem. Hmm? But all the sampradayas or the great lineages of the Vaishnavas that uh, posit uh, the, uh, the Vaikuntha as that uh, domain hmm, uh, that is uh, 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 the ideal to attain refer to their prayojan as mukti. Hmm? Mukti. Even 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 other um not Ragmark Sampradayas, Balabha Sampradaya, Nimbarka Sampradaya, what speak of Ramanuja Madhva, they, they mukti, mukti is the goal. There's a special s- statement among the Gaudias. They say what? What do they say? You should know this. They say the goal is what was the goal? Prem Prayojan. <laughs> Got you. Prem Prayojan. That is the goal. So they really zeroed in on this word Prem, right? And while they admit that there's Prem in Vaikuntha with Aishvarya, the full face of Prem that is in, not only in Goloka, which has Mathura and Dwarka, but in, in Braj. There's the full face of Prem. Hmm? Prem Prayodin. So Prem Madhurya. He has this sweet type of Prem that can't be found anywhere else. Hmm? It can't be found anywhere else. So no other avatar is going to give Prem Madhurya. But this Nimai Pandit, even before he is Krishna Chaitanya, amongst them, in intimacy, they have a flash. Oh, he must be. He must be God. He must be Krishna because he's giving Krishna prem. See how wise they were. How 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 thoughtful they were. Hmm? And of course, then, as I say often, they thought, and that couldn't be true because if he is giving Krishna prem and he's Krishna, who would have the prerogative amongst avatars to do that, hmm, it can't. He can't be alone because you can't have Krishna prem without. You have Krishna and you need the Prem. You need the devotee who is in Prem. The two are one and different simultaneously. Right? Love of Krishna and Krishna. This is a Chintya Beta Beta. They're one and different. You can't have one without the other. And they interpenetrate one another. So they thought, well, if he is Krishna, as it would seem, because he seems to be giving Krishna Prem, but where are his devotees? Where are his associates? And of course, then they realized, it's us. Oh my God, we're in another Leela. Everything's turned upside down. Hmm? Krishna, Krishna, has, Krishna, the enjoyer, has become a devotee and now he's becoming a renunciate. This is like turning everything upside down. And then, of course, that would, then they'd be covered by Yoga Maya. This is Sadhana Siddha, Sadaka Siddha Bhumi, Navadip, the land where Siddhas are playing under the influence of Yoga Maya as sadhakas, and they're playing very well. So they're humble prayers that you read and you think, why is this guy praying like this? I mean, he had love of God, he's, you know, because they, they're playing their role and they're really absorbed in it and they really think it. Hmm? How desperate they are. They're telling us how needy we are. We have no idea how needy we are. Hmm? We are, Pujapad Shri to say, 
Maharaj used to say, we're living in the jaws of the jaws of death. There we are. We're like on death row. <laughs> we've got our sentence in our cell. This is the cell. We've got our sentence, and we're just, just a matter of time. That's it. I know that's a negative way of talking about it, but there's a positive side to it, <laughs> right? We can do something about it, right? We can do something about it. We can appeal to the highest authority, right? What will we appeal for? Well, mercy, that's all. Not justice, that'll, that'll lock us up forever. <laughs> for mercy. And the generosity of Bhagawan. So they thought, oh, this Krishna Chaitanya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, Krishna himself. They had flashes like this. It's extraordinarily lit. There they are in the house of Sri Vastakur. There the Narada Muni, Sri Vastakur, who when we look deeper, we see, oh, he's Madhu Mangal. As Krishna expands himself to for different leelas in Mathura and Dwarka, so his intimate entourage expands along with him. So the the farcical Brahman of Krishna Leela is his coward friend. Well, he's actually actually not a coward. He's a Brahman. But he hangs out with all the cowards and tries to distinguish himself from them. He should be given deference and so forth, which, which is <laughs> makes him the butt of jokes of everyone. And of course, he makes everyone laugh. He's full of hasirasa, but he's full of he's an armasaka which means he's an intimate friend of Krishna who's privy to Krishna's romantic life and, and assists Krishna in it. But he's also a, a uh, vidusaka, which is a bit of a buffoon. And so the problem with Madhu Mangal, in terms of an ideal, is that when he seeks to often assist in Krishna's romantic life, he makes blunders. Hmm. And when he's trying to... Krishna wants him to cover up. He accidentally uncovers the fact before Radha that Krishna was somewhere else with with uh, with Chandravali at that time, and so on and so forth. But Prabhupada liked him very much, and and, and his penchant for ladus was something that Prabhupada, <laughs> Prabhupada liked to dream about himself. Uh, but here we find Sri Bastakur. Because in 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 the in the in the in the Anga or in the, well in the in the, in the courtyard of Shivastaka where the Mahaprabhu would perform his kirtan in his house, um, you know you would have, a lot of the houses are built like this, and there's a courtyard in the center. In those days, there he would perform his kirtan. Um, that was Ragmarg kirtan, right? From there, his Ragmarg dispensation is is is, is going to come out. And he uses the sannyas as a device to facilitate that. Yes, Krishna Chaitanya is also distributing the Harinam and the Yuga Dharma. Hmm? But another reason that we consider him to be Swayam Bhagavan is because what? Hmm? We said Krishna's not, you know, in Vrindavan, he's not establishing the Dharma. Well, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna. He has an internal reason for appearing and he has an external reason for, for appearing. His internal reason, as we heard earlier, was. Well, he had, uh, he's trying to compensate or reciprocate, I should say, in kind for the gopi's love, which is so saduna, so saintly. Hmm? So he thought, well, maybe if I become a saint, then I can, you know, do that. And I can, I can preach about the, the glory of your love. Hmm? This is his, 
his thinking. Oh, they were so charmed by him. Hmm? He will say at that time, as we heard, I could not reciprocate in kind for you. Hmm? And as he explains himself, his shortcoming, they are overwhelmed by thinking, how, <laughs> how far beyond lacking in reciprocation, how they're being overwhelmed. Hmm? But it's just like, you know, anyway, I won't. I could give an example that the women would like about if their men would only respond like that sometimes. <laughs> they, would, they would like them that much more. <laughs> Something like that. So Krishna is very charming there in that section of the Bhagavatam. So charming. He overwhelms them. He's so beautiful. He's so clever. Actually so thoughtful and considerate. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, well, let me become a sadhu. So he becomes a sadhu, right? This is, this is the idea of Chaitanya. That's his internal reason. And, next, and that happens to correspond with the Kali Yuga. So he's going to distribute the, the Yuga Dharma. That, that sounds like the work of Vishnu. One sense it is. But if we look carefully, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did, if he weren't looking, was he took the Yuga Dharma... Hmm? And he wove it together in a garland, like together, with the flowers of Prem. And that's what he gave to the world. Prem. Hmm? Hmm? Ragmarg. That's what he gave. Hmm? Through his Nam Sankirtan. Goloker Premodhan. Hari Nam Sankirtan. He exported it from there, from Goloka, hmm? to here. Hmm? So he is Swayam Bhagwan. Hmm? He has nothing to do either. He's just chanting. <laughs> right? You could say he's trying to 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 experience Radha's love, but that is that is that is the play of love. Hmm? Right? So there in Srivas Angam, the courtyard of Srivas, where he's doing this Rasa Kirtan, it is appropriate, as we have it is, have have said, that that very place, Srivas means the Vas, the residence of Sri, of Hari. Hmm? This is the heart of Srivastakur manifesting as a, as a courtyard. Hmm? That's what it is. Hmm? And Srivastakur is Madhumangal. Hmm? His heart. And he, from his heart comes Srivas Angam. We should pay respect to his heart. <laughs> that, that, that place where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu experimented with the holy name. You saw it's working really good, the Sankirtan. Now I will give it to the people. Hmm. Spread it far and, and far and wide. Hmm. Of course, this is another way in which we can understand that how Sakirasa plays a subordinate role in Chaitanya Sampradaya, which is it has its own uh, beauty and charm. But on top of that, it it, uh, it serves very effectively to circulate Madhurya Rasa. As I said last night, Vrindavan Dasa said, Nityananda Prabhu has given Gopi Bhav to the world because he gave Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was trying to give it to the world, but he was unsuccessful. He needed Nityananda Prabhu. He took the sannyas to create a teachable moment. Hmm? Right? Because... Well, if someone sees a sannyasi and he's in a different color, immediately, oh, someone, a sadhu, we can, we can learn from him and so forth. With his respect was, was shown. Hmm? 
But as a sannyasi, then he there's certain places he couldn't go. Hmm? He couldn't go to the brothel because then they would think, well, what kind of sannyasi is that? And everything would be ruined. So he very strictly followed the sannyas uh, standards to the extent that he frightened the elderly sannyasis. Hmm? You, can, you can imagine how, what a teachable moment he created. Like I said, he took sannyas. He's only 24 years old. These 50, 60, 70 year old sannyasis like Brahman, Dabharati dressed in a deer, deer skin, they were like trembling at the measure of his of his vairagya, his aishvarya, one of these opulences. His knowledge was his love. It was the full measure of knowledge. Bhakti ultimately is the end of rajavidya rajukuyam pavitramidam utamam. Krishna says in Gita, I'm going to tell you now, the king of knowledge, beginning of the ninth chapter. At the end of the ninth chapter, what does he say? This is the end of knowledge. Pay obeisance to me, become my devotee, fix your mind on me. Hmm. Bhakti is the end of knowledge. Hmm. If you love me, to know me, to love me is to know me. That's the idea, right? Hmm. So, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as we heard, then he came to Katwa, he took sannyas, and he more or less told his immediate associates that we're you're right, we're in another leela, and in this leela we 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 are this we are sacrificers. Hmm. I I am the sacrificer now. I I'm Krishna is the enjoyer, the devotee is the is is offering everything to the enjoyer, right? Mm, giving up, sacrifice, everything for the center. Everything for the center. I'm displacing myself from the center because there's more on the circumference. <laughs> That's his idea. Mm. He saw the taste of Radha's, her experience of Rasa, exceed his own. So he's in an existential crisis at that point. Like well, I thought I was the king of Rasa, but what to do here? Of course, he's very intelligent, so he thought about this very deeply. When he real, when he saw in in the Prakat Lila the measure of Radha's love experienced by him when he disappeared from her to see her condition, he thought that she knows more about. She has a deeper experience of Rasa than me, and I am Rasa Raj, the king of Rasa. So this is a problem. So he thought about it. He's very smart, hmm? very very intelligent. Hmm? And he realized that there's something in me that does that to her, hmm? that I don't see from my vantage point. So it's okay. <laughs> it's all in me. Hmm? But in order to, to, to experience all that I am, hmm? the devotee experiences it more than I do. Hmm? So then his 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 strategy, another way of talking about it. So I'll have to try to place myself in her position. And uh, this is the inner side of it. So anyway, Mahaprabhu took sannyas, right? We got that far. And he, and he, and he was concerned about the mantra that he would receive, the typical uh, translation of which, Tattvamasi, coming from the prominent Shankar Sampradaya at the time, the Advaitins, was you are that, and he thought, if I am that, then I've lost my love. 
Hmm? If I am God, then how can I love God? Hmm? So he was very disappointed. Murari, Gupta, told him, think of it like this. There's another way of translating that. You are his. But Mahaprabhu liked this very much. So when he met Keshava Bharati, his sannyas guru, he said, I wanted to ask if this is the mantra that you're going to give me. Hmm? And so he whispered it in his ear, and Keshava Bharati had an epiphany. He realized, I am Sandipani Muni from Krishna Leela. This is Krishna in another Leela. I was his guru hmm? in Avantipur after he came to Mathura. Hmm? He and Balaram, schooled by me. Here I am again in another Leela. Hmm? He couldn't say anything. And Mahabharata just did kirtan. And off, off he went. Of course, he got waylaid by Nityananda Prabhu, brought back to Shantipur, Adwaita's house, Chandrasekhar, arranged to bring everybody except uh, the most worshipable Vishnu Priya, who could not come. And Sachi, he stayed there for about 10 days. There were festival and all, and, and Sachi had to weigh in and ultimately, um, um, and wisely suggested, go to Jagannath Puri. Hmm? Stay there. You cannot give up. That's what you've done in your madness. You should go to Jagannath Puri instead, because there, Jagannath Puri is like another room um, in the same house with Navadweep, and there's so much commerce between there. Devotees are coming and going, so we'll all hear news about you, and so on and so forth. And of course, it is the the desire of so many uh, devotees in Navadweep, uh, in Bengal, to uh, witness the Rathiyatra, hmm? sadhakas. The siddhas may have a different idea. Of course, they're coming. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will go to Jagannath Puri, and every year so many devotees will come for Rathayatra because he's there. Hmm? Of course, there's still some distance between themselves and himself because he's a sannyasi, but something's better than nothing, right? Hmm? So they go annually. One time, uh, Prabhupada called me to his room in Mayapur, and he was on his bed, and he said, When I was a boy, he just started talking to me like when I was a boy. Then I wanted, my desire was to, just to somehow take the train and go to Jagannath Puri and participate in the Rathayatra. This was my childhood ambition, he said. And I would dream about it at night. And I bothered my father about it so much that he got me a toy Rathcart. Hmm? Chariot, you know, for the... For the, for the for the and, and and then I was allowed to perform that in the in the courtyard and I would invite the neighbors and I would have a rathiatra mm-hmm. in my childhood and he said but everybody thought that it was just play and then he opened his eyes as he would sometimes very widely and he said but it was real <laughs> he said <laughs> and now I am doing all over the world because he was having rathiatras and so forth he liked that very much. <laughs> I just listened, you know. <laughs> what can you say to that? <laughs> yes, you are, Prabhupada. You're doing it all over the world. The, the, one of my garments, another story comes to mind. The famous Rathiyatra, probably the most, well, the, San Francisco was famous because it was the first one and so forth. The one in, in London was famous too because London was what it was to the British and so forth. 
But one time in San Francisco during the Rathi Yatra, Prabhupada used to come annually and participate in that one. And so we, we were coming down through the park and, and so forth, and the Prabhupada stopped the whole um, parade, right? Hmm? Stopped it. Got down off of the cart with a couple of devotees. This is Golden Gate Park. Went into the bushes and passed urine. The call of nature. Got back up on the cart and so forth. So uh, after the Rathayatra, one of my god brothers said to me, what, what, was the, what do you think was the best part of the Rathayatra? <laughs> <laughs> the prasadam, the kirtan. And then he told me what he thought. He says, when Prabhupada took a pee, that was the best part. Because <laughs> he said, Jagannath Swami. This is Jagannath Swami, right? One way to look at it. He's the Lord of the universe, what it means literally. He stopped his whole parade, which is a huge thing, just so that Prabhupada could relieve himself. <laughs> this is this is this is Krishna consciousness. Very very beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after taking sannyas with the blessing of Sachi, he went to Jagannath Puri. There's different descriptions in the different biographies of who he was accompanied by, but all of them were obviously without family. Family men and women had to stay behind. They would come annually, and the leadership of Srivananda Sain, who was organized, and spend the rainy season, which would begin in July. Once they got the well, they can't go anywhere now. It's going to rain, heavy monsoon. So they would stay for four months and and um, and then return. Um, so Mukunda went. He, he had a kirtan here. He had Jagannanda, who was a cook, among other things, of course. Nityananda Prabhu and Kadadhar Pandit is described as accompanying him in some of the, of the text, um, but with uh, some intimate associates. And uh, so he, they walked. It's about a 10-hour uh, train ride from Puri to uh, Nabadweep. So they walked. And this was um, uh, not an easy thing to do, given the political climate at the time. Because in... In the in, in in Bengal, you had the Nawab Hussein Shah. He was a Muslim leader, and he you know would go out and conquer other places and whatnot. And and uh, and and his arch enemy was Pratap Maharaj Pataparudra, who was the king of Orissa, and Jagannath Puri, which is the biggest temple in uh, in the subcontinent of India. You know, it's it's and it's it it Jagannath means. Lord of the Universe. So all kinds of religious worshippers would come to Jagannath Puri. All kind of different ideas of who Jagannath is. I mean, you got to kind of wonder, you know, what it, given his shape and, and and so on and so forth. So there's Buddhists, tantric Buddhists that worship him, and all kinds of people. So the king was Pratap. He was a powerful uh, Hindu king, and, and he was able to keep the Muslim invasion from entering into Jagannath Puri. So he was uh, very uh, accomplished and uh, protective of the Hindu uh, uh, devotees of all varieties. Hmm? Right? Jagannath is, uh, Prabhupada used to say, well, Jagannath is um, 80% merciful. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all merciful. 80%. There's some nice stories 
about his 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 uh, nature in terms of how he accepts worship. The famous story of uh, Pundarik Bidyanidhi, who complained to Srup Damodar. You know, these guys they're offering the cloth to Jagannath, and it's got the starch in it. They didn't wash it out first and get the starch out and give it to him. This is improper. And Srup said, "Well, you know, Jagannath's accepting it here, so I don't know if you want to, you know, bring it up with him." Mm-hmm. He's been accepting it like this, I, I think, w- once every year, the new cloth or something like that. And and, and so Pundarik uh, well, went to sleep that night, and in a dream, Krishna and Balaram from the altar of Jagannath came in his dream and started slapping him and saying, don't criticize our pujaris like that. We like that cloth. And, so, <laughs> and he woke up and his cheeks were red. Swollen. Then he ran out and said, "Jagannath and Baladev have assaulted me," and he was celebrating, you know, the the, 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 the fact. Hmm? We're not very fond of the of the Advaitin Siddhanta, hmm? of the of the of the Maya bodies. Hmm? Though when Prabhupada gave me sannyas, he said, "So, so you know, uh, we were on a walk." in the morning and somebody said and Triparari said this and Prabhupada said it is Triparari Maharaj you should always and then he then he told me he said and and to me he said we should even if we even see a Mayavadi sannyasi we should pray our, pray our obeisances to him hmm? you know that secretly Prabhupada went in Agra where there's a big statue of Gandhi hmm? He paid his obeisances to Gandhi. He was with one other devotee. And he couldn't say it because of his preaching and so forth, but uh, there's a little bit inside of him. He respected the greatness of, of the Mahatma. Even though he would criticize him on a philosophical basis and so forth, and how he used the Gita you know, for political aim and his idea of Swaraj or liberation was, was limited within, within the political um, circle and so forth. He respected him as a great man, hmm. a great man. Whatever, among the politicians, I'm Gandhi, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, his journey to South India with a small group was a dangerous one. Hmm? Excuse me, to Jagannath Puri, it was a dangerous one. Even in some places, they had these—they uh, had like mines, landmines. But they were—they were. There was a system that they had created where they would put these like blades would be buried, and you step on the thing, and the blades would come up. Mm-hmm. And so, so it was—it was difficult. Mm-hmm. These, you know, it's how people are in the world. You know, uh, so the, the Muslims in particular were, you know, uh, uh, dangerous for uh, uh, Hindus coming from Navadvip, going to Jagannath Puri. And there's a famous Ramchandra Khan who uh, helped to uh, get Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates across uh, a particular body of water, and he was a little concerned because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was prone to this, like, weeping and wailing and starting a kirtan out of, out of nowhere and so forth. <laughs> And he said, I'll take you on the boat, but like, let's, don't do that kirtan. It'll attract attention and so forth. They agreed, but Mahaprabhu couldn't contain himself. <laughs> Seeing the water, he thought it was the Jamuna, and he began the kirtan. So the boat was about to tip over and so forth. 
But by his grace, they arrived safely, and Ramchandra Khan became his disciple. Ramchandra Khan, ki jai. There are so many famous, a number of famous stops along the way the, the, that he um, visited there. Or, uh, he had the darshan of Chirchor um, um, uh, Gopinath. There's a long story about this, the deity that uh, Madhavendra Puri um, visited in his effort to bring sandalwood to his deity in Vrindavan. It's a long story, but the story, it's a beautiful, beautiful story, and the story was told by Nityananda Prabhu to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu earlier. Nityananda Prabhu was a disciple of Lakshmi Patitirtha, and he had met Madhavendra Puri before coming to Navadweep and joining with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he knew of the story. He told it to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Well, when they arrived there, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was overwhelmed remembering the pastimes of Madhavendra Puri and and how Chirachar Gopinath, he's named after Madhavendra Puri because from the time of Madhavendra Puri's visit there, um, at that time he he stole or hid the sweet rice that's offered to him nightly, hmm, special sweet rice offered to him. Uh, he hid it and then he Woke, he, he appeared in the dream of the Pujari and said, I have hidden the sweet rice and I want you to come and get it and give it to this devotee, Madhavendra Puri. Madhavendra Puri had been in the temple and he thought, this, the sweet rice from this temple is very famous. If I could taste it, then I could understand how and I could make it for my deity, Gopal. Hmm? And then he thought, oh, I'm just a sense enjoyer. Just see, I just actually I just want to taste the sweet rice, I'm so fallen. And then he left. And then, and so the next morning, the Pujari, having been told, um, I'm making the story short, uh, to find Madhavindapur, he went in the market. And he called him, Madhavindapur, where is Madhavindapur? Gopinath has stolen, uh, Chirchara means uh, the thief. He's, he's Chirchara Gopinath. Gopinath has stolen sweet rice for Madhavindapur. And so Madhavindapur was trying to attract no attention to himself whatsoever, but Gopinath wanted everybody to take note of him, right? Famous story. So Mahaprabhu told the story to all of his devotees, and they all tasted the sweet rice and so forth, and they went on. They went to Sakshi Gopal Temple, famous also. Hmm? Sakshi Gopal, the deity who, who's, uh, there was a, a Brahmin, and he was um, older, and in a difficult situation, to make it short, and a young, young, young lad helped him out, and uh, in a, in a big way. And so he said, "I want to give my daughter in marriage to you." Hmm? And he said, "I don't think we should make a promise like that because I'm from this caste over here, and they're going to say that over there when you get back home." So, no, I said, "I've, I've said I, I will do," and so forth. And so when they got back, of course, then there was a whole caste thing, social dynamics. And you can't marry that girl. It's not. My father didn't say that. You're making that up, and so forth. So this Brahmin was in a difficult situation, and um, what uh, I think that the village decided, well, is if you if, if you can get Gopal to bear witness, then we'll believe you, something like that. So, so he or he asked Gopal, you know, you're a deity, you've got legs. People say you can walk. So I'm in a difficult situation here. So. 
I'm going to go and uh, you should come with me. And so indeed he told him, I'll follow you. But as soon as you look back, then I won't go any further. I'll stop there. So he's going the distance to bring Gopal to, because he because the promise was made before the Gopal deity. So he returned to the deity, and then he was re- returning with the deity, and he could hear the footprints behind him, but he wouldn't look back. But he couldn't believe this is really happening. You know? <laughs> and it just was like you can imagine that he can't look back. He can't look back, and and he got you know just on the outer perimeter of the city, and he just couldn't. Hold. Is he really here? Because now I'm coming into the city, and you know, am I hallucinating or what? And there was the deity stopped right there. Right? So obviously, it became apparent that he couldn't carry this big deity all this way. So the townspeople, upon seeing the Gopal, they built a temple there. That Sakshi Gopal, Sakshi means the witness. Mahaprabhu told the story. Then coming into Bhubaneswar near Puri, he visited different Shiva temples. He was very. Uh, very, this is a characteristic of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. We have a, a very uh, a fondness for Tripurari. It's a name for Shiva. <laughs> for Shiva, for Mahadev, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for good reason. That's a whole uh, theological uh, discussion. And, well, in short, of course, Vaishnavana Mitasham, who Bhagavatam says he's a great Vaishnav. Mm-hmm. Right? Many people glorify Shiva, but what we say about him that's really flattering. He's got a place right at the gate of the Rasalila. Gopishwar Mahadev Kijai. You can't get in without his opening the gate. So, so we give him a very high, high, high place. Mahaprabhu showed this. Other sampradaya, some of them won't ever enter. Vaishnavas won't enter into a Shiva temple. They have some very. There was. I think in the Madhva Sampradaya they have a mantra that when you pass urine, then you say that I'm passing urine on the head of Shiva or something like that. Because of the, probably because of the representation of Shiva there in that you know vicinity, which was so antagonistic to the worship of Vishnu. Anyway, we're not like that. So, and Mahaprabhu showed the example. And, and so, as they came closer, then uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu I think he went to bathe and he asked Nityananda to hold his cloth and his danda and so forth. And so when Mahaprabhu was out of sight, Nityananda took his danda and broke it in three places and threw it in the river. <laughs> what kind of brother is that? You know, he's so, he's, he's very good, obedient in Vrindavan, but he's not like that in Navadvip and in Gorlila for good reasons. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came back, he said, where's my danda? And he said, well... Uh, I fell on it, it broke in three places. And, and so, uh, outwardly, Mahaprabhu showed some, some displeasure. He said, all the gods are present in the Danda, and I, I, I should go on without you. Why have I brought you people with me, and his own associates? But inwardly, of course, he was pleased with Nityananda Prabhu, who's, who just could not, he just couldn't, like, put it together, it, it, relate to it. Krishna, my younger brother, whose 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 skin is so soft that if you touch it with a leaf, it will like if you press on your, you know, it'll change color. So just with a leaf, it'll change color. So soft and so tender, the, the enjoyer, and he's carrying the danda, which is danda means punishment. It's not for punishing other people. The sannyasi is supposed to punish himself. My mind, my body, my words. I hold the danda in mind. They should only be engaged in Krishna's service. Hmm. 
right? Tree Danda. And so, Nityananda Prabhu couldn't relate to the flute carrier bearing a danda, and the austerity from the supreme enjoyer becomes an ascetic. Hmm? He just couldn't relate to it. So in a moment of ecstasy, he, he, he broke the dunda. Mahaprabhu could appreciate it internally, but externally he made a show of this, uh, well, you guys are incompetent, you broke my dunda. What am I? So he went ahead. He said, either you can go ahead, or I'll go before you, whichever it is. He was, he was externally, of course, he was very strictly following the sannyas order. In fact, when he left, when he began the journey, just as they started off, he said, now, has anybody brought anything with them that anyone has given them? Mukunda? Jagarananda? Garadar? If you have, you give it back. We just depend on Krishna. Hmm. We got a meal today. We had a place to rest. He will take care of us the next day. Hmm. So he had very strict standards. And he's 24 years old. So you can see, again, how he's, this, is, this is very good. He's going to very much going to stand out. Hmm and create a teachable moment. And he comes, of course, it's getting a little long, I know, but <laughs> I'm sorry, into Jagannath Puri. Into Jagannath Puri. And, uh, and comes before the deity. I mean, on the way he's falling and rising and weeping and falling and stumbling into Jagannath Puri. What to speak then when he enters into the temple and he runs up to embrace Jagannath. And as I said, many, many people, many types of worshippers come to Jagannath Puri and have different ideas of who he is. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw him hmm, with the peacock feather, which he's not, which how he's not externally decorated there, and playing a flute. He saw Sham Sundar in him. Hmm. What he saw was this moment. Jagannath Puri, from Gaudi Vaishnava point of view, is one moment in the Dwarka Leela. It's one moment in the Dwarka Leela, eternal moment in the Dwarka Leela. Hmm? And that's a moment in the Dwarka Leela where Krishna, Jagannath, and Krishna in Dwarka, Dwarkanath, hmm, is, has been caused by circumstance, by the chatter around him of other devotees about Vrindavan that he overheard. Hmm? And he goes into ecstasy. His body transforms. This is Jagannath. Hmm? His eyes become big. Hmm? Looking for Radha. No blinking. He has no eyelashes. Always open. Hmm? This is moment in Dwarka where Krishna is fully reflecting on Vrindavan. Pujapachita Maharaj used to call it a train wreck. The Vrindavan and the Dwarka conceptions crashing together. And Jagannath is the victim. Of it. You know, there he's, he's, he's hospitalized you know, on, on, the, on the altar. And his arms are tucked in and his head has gotten big and all so forth. Quite charming, but <laughs> this is ecstatic transformation. Balaram looks at him and the same thing happens to him. Subhadra looks at and the same thing happens to her. And everybody in, du- in Dwarka is like, oh my goodness. Hmm? So this is a, told in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Hmm? In the first canon of Brihad Bhagavatamrita, um, Narada Muni is the protagonist, and he's going from one devotee to another to find the highest uh, expression of bhakti. 
Then he goes to, you know, uh, this one, that to Hanuman, to Prahlad, uh, and so on and so forth. Ultimately, he goes to Dwarka, hmm? and in Dwarka, he accidentally re- speaks in such a way uh, as to remind Krishna of Vrindavan, and so this whole thing happens. Hmm? Right? This transformation. And Nara is like, oh my God, what did I do? I've caused a disturbance here. Hmm? And of course, when it's all over, this is this is this is the the Paribasutra of the whole you know first canto of Brihad Bhagavatam. He says, "Gopakari smritidapriyanam." Krishna says, "No, don't think like that. The best upakari, the best friend, is." one who reminds one of their lover. Those transformations. That I'm standing in Dwarka, but I'm lived, my heart is living in Vrindavan. You gave me the Vrindavan experience. And, and so this is another instance. Unard, who is Shiva's Thakur, right? who is Madhu Mangal, is shedding light on the excellency of Gopi Bhav, hmm? playing a supportive role. Hmm? Yeah, like a Priyanarmasaka, hmm? he says, you reminded me of my beloved. No one could be a better better friend than you. And this is the end of the first canto, in wherein from Dwarka, the light is cast through what Mar- Narada has done on Vrindavan and the Gopi's, Gopi's love. He doesn't go to the gopis ultimately and talk to them and say, you know, you know, that is that way is shown by 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 Narada. So this is this is what Jagannath Puri means uh, to uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? It's that that moment, hmm? and he sees Jagannath is looking everywhere for. For Radha. When the Rathayatra is performed, he comes out of the temple and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is leading it by his dancing. And Jagannath is so startled at some point that he stops the whole Rathayatra hmm? to see the dancing of Radha. That's Krishna. Hmm? This is very complicated. That's Krishna. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but he's. He, 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 he actually appeared so much like Radha. And he's dancing because Krishna says, "Ami shisha guru nata, radikar prem unmata." Ami shisha, I am the disciple, hmm? and Radha is my um, guru nata. Nata means prem vidyalai. She is my guru. Her dancing, nata, is is my guru. Hmm? Her prem. Drives, drives me mad. Hmm? Jagannath saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu dancing, and he thought, "Here, that, that that's my guru." And and Nityananda Prabhu from a distance saw this at the same time, and he stopped everything and paid his obeisances to Radha, Maldev ki jai. Hmm? 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 So the stories and Leela's play of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his sannyas, they're very charming to us and they're full of meaning and teaching for us that ultimately shows us how to enter into the courtyard 
of Shivastakur, hmm, for that Rasasan Kirtan. He shows us the way by his public life, the way he c- conducted himself, hearing, chanting, speaking to educated people, charming them, and uh, and, and educating Rupa Sanatan and his, what he's about and so forth, empowering them to write the books that they did that turned the waterfall of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's love into a lake that we could approach and drink from and take advantage of and so forth. It's all in the Madhya Leela. So it's, it's the biggest Leela of the three in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's the center. It's the way. Hmm? And from the public life, the way he conducted himself, he was taken by the power of that into a private life. He didn't decide, I think I'll retire now. Hmm? But he could no longer function as a public figure. Hmm? He could no longer give discourse and... Uh, and uh, debate with people, or uh, be in the public eye. Hmm. He was in the in the in the in the arms of uh, Ramananda Roy and Sarup Damodar, hmm. Krishna's Kaviraj, describing this, compares to Sarup Damodar to Lalita Saki, and he compares Ramananda Roy to to Subal Saka, hmm. hmm. ministering to Krishna. To help him understand the love of Radha and step into that um, that bhava himself, hmm? so he goes from his auntie Lila, and his auntie Lila becomes a private person. And there's not a you find there's not a lot of teaching in that section. Hmm? Not a lot of teaching there. When you get bhava, then what can you teach about that? You could teach what to do. That bhava will appear in your heart. Hmm? You can give some theory, theoretical knowledge about what it is, but as a nice example of a girl who was pregnant and had not had a child yet, it was her first, and she was pretty far along and she could come into labor at any time. So she, she told her mother, Mother, I'm going to take a little rest. So if I come into labor, let me know. Wake me up. Be sure to wake me up. <laughs> you can imagine what the mom said. <laughs> You, when you come into labor, no one's going to have to wake you up to let you know. Hmm? Yeah. At that point in bhava-bhakti, then your bhakti, as an exercise, is fully informed. Now in sadhana-bhakti, we try to inform our bhakti through teachings and the example set by the teachers and so forth. And gradually we, 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 we firm our faith through... We, 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 we harmonize our head with our heart, like I was speaking earlier. So our love is now wise, well thought out, and, and so and, and grounded, and so forth. And then, with that with that kind of nishta, hmm? that kind of nishta, then then you can go start to go the other side, ruchi, asakti, and bhava. Hmm? And from bhava, then it turns itself, turns into prem. This is the idea. So all this is taught by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's example. I wanted to talk a little bit more about Jagannath Puri and Sarvabhuma Bhattacharya and so forth, but <laughs> we'll have to do that another time. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai. Nityananda Prabhu ki jai. Radha Govinda ki jai. Krishna Balaram ki jai. Gauri Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanande. One chakalpaturubhyas cha kripasindubhyeva cha patitanam bhavanibhyo vaishnavibhanamunamaha anantakuri vaishnavindakijaya
Gold, Prem, and Gold.